Now on the air from the state of Florida, where our 45th president temporarily resides until his triumphant return to that big house on Pennsylvania Avenue in 2024. Once again, it's time for the Flagler Trump Club's Future of Flagler podcast. Here are the three patriots who will keep Flagler County red while making America great again. Your host, Trump Club President Mike McElroy, along with Trump Club Vice President and Palm Coast City Councilman Ed Danko, and Trump Club Board Director, better known as the Shadow Mayor of Palm Coast, Alan Lowe. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Flagler Trump Club Future of Flagler podcast. I'm Ed Danko, along with Mike McElroy. Uh, Alan Lowe is not with us today. Mike, what's up with that? All right. First, Merry Christmas, and uh, well, that's Alan, right. Tomorrow is Christmas. That's right. So Alan uh, has, as you know, entered the race uh, for the city council seat that is being vacated by Victor Barbosa, district number two. And so uh, I think wisely he decided that a hiatus while he was running would not only <clears throat> allow him to have time to work on his campaign and not be distracted by the podcast, but also, you know, it, it, we won't have accusations that we're having a long electronic commercial for Alan. So uh, we look forward probably to having him as a guest, as we do welcome any candidate that wants to come on the microphone. Any candidate that wants to come on, just get in touch with us, and uh, um, you're certainly welcome to come on and tell us where you stand on all the issues. Um, and we'll go from there. Alan's got two two other people are in that race with him. Uh, Sim Jones is in that race, the person who I beat when I ran. But that was a different district, wasn't but it? But yes, Sim, I guess he has moved. So uh, Alan will be running against Sim Jones. And then I understand there is another person, a woman. I do not know her. I don't know anything about her. Um, but she has entered the race, too. So there's already three people running for that seat. And it's... Not even next year yet. It's so. an, exactly. So, um, uh, but that's going to be interesting. And of course, we wish Alan the best. Oh, absolutely. of course. You know, I mean, and uh, and and we're still looking for candidates, folks. If if you're out there, uh, District Four on the City Council, which is the E section and the Double L section and around that area of town, um, uh, there's a seat opening up there because Councilman Eddie Burkino is not running for re-election. I believe only one person has entered that race. If you're interested in running and, and you're a big Trump supporter, you believe in uh, conservative values and you want to reach out to me and Mike, we'd love to talk to you. Um, there are um, the school board seat open. I guess there's three of them open. I know yes, Jill Wolbright's going to be running, but I don't know about Janet McDonald yet. Right, and, and we'll... Uh We'll probably chat a little bit about that. Uh, one thing I do want to mention is that for some of you out there that have missed our Flegler for Trump Facebook page, uh, I just want to say Mark Zuckerberg has struck again. Uh, I guess if you can toss, you know, the president of the United States off social media, uh, we, we can the Flegler for off. Trump Club is a minor. <laughs> yes. Now, minor Mark, Mark, if you are watching. And I, and I know you are. Uh, we want our Facebook page back. We'd like it back, but uh, if, if, if we don't have it back soon, then we will be reformulating another pe Facebook yeah. page. We're, we're under review is what they're telling us, and it's been like that for two well, and a half, three yeah. weeks now. It's been now. a long time. Yeah. So uh, we'll get to that. Uh, getting to the school board, 
Uh, I see there's a number of things going on, uh, and, and maybe you have some comments on them. Uh, the first uh, and most latest news concerns the split vote on the school board to rehire the school attorney, uh, Christy Gavin. Yep. Uh, and she has certainly made some controversial, uh, I don't know if they were decisions, uh, but some controversial items have come up in connection with her. Two of the more conservative school board members are not happy with her. Uh, Trevor Tucker, who is the chairman of the school board, however, did vote to renew her contract. Uh, full interest in disclosure, back in two, 2014 I ran against Trevor. Uh, I had to waive a recount because the I lost by 0.4 tenths of a percent of that vote. How many votes was that, the separation, 50-something? Uh, it was... Uh, Something like, uh, well, initially it was 68, then there was some reformulation. So it was down to 62 or 58, I don't really remember. But it was a very close race, and by law, the county would have had to spend money to do a recount. And I waived that, although I had some people ask me, why did you waive a recount? I think I was one of those. Why <laughs> did you waive a recount? I would have wanted that recount, but I understand. Um, but yes, he voted to retain the attorney. So the three, I don't know, what do you call them, swamp creatures, kept the attorney, and the two conservative Trump supporters yeah. voted to remove her. So, so we have two um, Republicans that voted to keep her. Uh, mm -hmm. One of those is a, a socially uh, left-wing activist. And the third board member that voted to keep her uh, is a Democrat social progressive. So. Yeah. Yeah, so um, Pierre called it, uh, Pierre Tristan and Flagler Fake News Live called it a witch hunt to get rid of her. That was well, his lead, uh, well, you know, in the story. I had some concerns so. uh, about uh, the school board attorney even back when I ran. Yeah. So the school board attorney, although it can't be totally blamed on the school board attorney, is involved in a lot of areas that typically a school board attorney would not be involved in policy management. And the people that have allowed her to do that are the school board and the and the previous superintendents, previous administrations, yeah. not just the school board, but but some other members of the school board. Well, and speaking of Flagler Fake News Live, we still have that boycott going. Go to our website, flaglerfortrump.com. That's the number four, flaglerfortrump.com. Click on the boycott tab. You'll see a list of all the people that make that fake news propaganda possible. And we're, we're running a boycott against them, and I think we're starting to see some success. Please go down that list, make some phone calls, let these businesses know that as long as you support this left-wing socialist, communist, uh, blame America first um, blogger, you're not going to give them uh, your business. And that's very important. That is the only way to stop this nonsense from this guy. The only way. So go to our website, flaglerfortrump.com, and, um, and you'll, see, uh, you'll see where that is, and you can see that list. Also, uh, membership dues are coming up. Uh, yes, yeah, if you haven't paid them already, hopefully you will have them paid by January 15th. That's the, uh, or 17th, I'm sorry. That is our next meeting, mm -hmm. and, uh, and that will be your last <laughs> opportunity to pay dues. If you do not pay dues, then you will not have a full membership. Right, which means you can't vote. Exactly. Or so, run. Or run for an office next year. 
um, for our Trump Club. So please, uh, you know, we appreciate your support. We love having all of our members. So don't forget to uh, yeah. write a check. What is it, $35 a it's person? $30 for an individual 30. membership and 50 for a couple. Uh, and uh, I did have some questions about uh, why we're charging dues, but I will just say that we always charge dues. Last year was the first year that we did not charge dues because of the pandemic and because uh, we had a, a healthy treasury. Uh, our treasury is not bad, but we're not able to waive the dues. And the only other thing I will say is if you're unable to be a member because you can't afford the dues, you will still get our, our emails and you will still be in touch with us. You just will not be a full voting member of the of the club. And one final thing before we get to our guest, because we got to get a great guest today, and I want to get to her right away. But I did go down to Orlando on Sunday to see President Trump and Bill O'Reilly, and uh, it was a huge event. Um, it was at the Amway Center. The place was packed, um, and and O'Reilly was great as he always is, and and Trump is Trump, and President Trump came about as close as you can to announcing that he will be running without announcing. But it was pretty close. And, and he promised everyone that, that we were going to be happy, um, you know, with his announcement when he makes it. So there's, there's a lot of hope and enthusiasm there, but it was just fabulous to see. And, and if you get a chance to see President Trump, which I'm sure you will as more rallies come up and other events, you definitely want to do it. It's well worth the time and the effort to go see the president. Always leave him wanting more. I guess that's yes. what the president does. Exactly, exactly. So anyway, let's get to our guest. We have, um, she is with My Fate Votes. Um, and she is the Florida Action Partners Area Coordinator. Corinne Robbins joins us this morning. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're here. I know you were. You came and you spoke to our Trump Club uh, at our last meeting, yeah, that, I believe uh, it was. Yeah. yeah. We did. Yep. So uh, tell our listeners, our mm -hmm. viewers, uh, a little bit about your organization and what you folks do and what you hope to accomplish. Sure, absolutely. Um, My Faith Votes is a faith-based nonpartisan movement and our primary mission is to encourage and equip Christians to vote according to biblical values in every election. We were established in 2015 and our founder Celie Yates recognized that there are 90 million Christians in this country and only um, I'm sorry, about one-third of them are not voting or not voting consistently. So that's a number we'd like to change, obviously. One-third. One-third are not wow, voting consistently. that's a lot of people, it a lot is. of votes. It is. So we're multi-strategic in our approach. Um, we have a number of initiatives in place, and those are carried out by our volunteer action partners. So there are people like you and me um, who love the Lord and want to see biblical values advanced in our society, have a passion to honor God in the public square. I think it's what used to be called the silent majority. Yes, yes. And that's what it's been really for quite some time. The majority um, of people in America do hold Judeo-Christian values, um, but they've largely been silent. So, yeah, again, we're looking to make an impact in that area. Um, we use quite a bit of technology to carry out our initiatives. We um, <clears throat> have a number of initiatives in place, as I've said, but I'll give you one example would be when we launched our Election Integrity Now initiative earlier this year. And so 
a technology enabled us to send 130,000 direct messages to elected officials mm -hmm. to stand against HR4 and stop federalized elections. Uh, I will say about our group that although we use all this technology and we're over 5,800 strong right now across the country and continuing to grow, we're very relational. We value everyone's individual gifts and talents um, and everything that God gives them, personalities. Um, we have a very diverse group in terms of background and age. So, you know, if you're the type that enjoys um, clicking your mouse by yourself or you like to engage more on a personal level, you definitely would find a comfortable place either way, you know, among us, if you feel called to do that. So you're recruiting. You're looking we're, for folks to join your We're encouraging people to prayerfully consider joining us if they share okay. our values. And, of course, we stand for values such as sanctity of life and religious freedom, um, marriage and family as God designed. So, yes, that's what I would tell someone who was uh, listening to this. All right. So how did you get involved with this organization, and when did you get involved? Yes, that's an excellent question. Um, I actually did not vote for most of my life, and it wasn't until I married a man who was uh, very well versed in government history and the Constitution and very opinionated about both that I began to take more of an interest and learn some things. Um, it wasn't until actually post-presidential election in 2012 that, that interest started to advance into concern for the trajectory that our nation was on. So at that point, um, it was 2016, I was finally motivated to get to the polls and convinced that my one vote mattered. Four years later, of course, I watched our country um, transition into the state that it's now in, where, moral where relative morality is the rule of the day. Um, it was very discouraging to many, obviously, and certainly many Christians. And I watched a lot of people that I knew um, be overcome by fear and discouragement and give up or just not know what to do. I didn't know what to do. Unfortunately, a friend suggested to me that I join um, a prayer initiative and become a prayer warrior. And shortly after that, I was made aware of my faith votes. I joined our prayer initiative, which is called United We Pray. And um, I'm still a part of that today. And from there, as we continue to increase in our numbers and um, additional roles became available, I went on to volunteer to serve as one of our Florida area Area, you know, Florida area coordinators for our action partners. And your area in Florida? Um, obviously, immediately in Flagler County, um, right now, north up to St. Augustine and southwest into Orlando and the villages. Um, but they may, that may transition as time goes on. Um, this is a relatively new role for us, and we're still in development. So I wouldn't limit to, you know, geographically. Why is it important? Uh, so you didn't, you by your own admission, said that you had no interest in politics or were turned off. I don't know which. Why, why didn't you vote when, when you could? Um, like a lot of people who grew up in our country, I think I just took our, um, our freedom and um, security for granted. I didn't think it required any maintenance on my part. Um, my perspective was that our freedom was fought for and won and um, we could pretty much just ride on the foundation that our forefathers laid down. 
um, without really connecting the dots that that foundation they laid down required work and sacrifice and um, unwavering dedication to God and his values. We'll be back in a moment with a word from our sponsor. Are you twisted enough for Twisted Minds escape rooms? Then check us out at twistedminds.com and book an adventure today. You can choose between Camp Calico or the mysteries of Vanished. How about travel back in time to 1840s California and visit Digger's General Store? Get ready. Coming late spring, early summer 2021. A little bit of mayhem at Twisted Minds Escape Rooms in Palm Coast. Check us out at twistedminds.com or give us a call at 888-92-TWIST. We'll be waiting. Tired of sitting at home restless? Need to exercise? Playing golf is one of the best ways to stay fit, and golf courses are one of the safest places to be. The gorgeous 18-hole Gary Player-designed Cypress Knoll Golf Course is open to the public. Enjoy your game in the heart of Palm Coast, surrounded by nine glimmering lakes and plenty of wildlife. Your safe and healthy choice is Cypress Knoll Golf, voted the most beautiful course in Flagler County. Call to book your tee time, 437-5807. That's 437-5807. Welcome back to the Flagler Trump Club's Future Flagler podcast. Uh, we are with our guest, Corinne Robbins, from My Fate Votes. Yes. And you were just telling us how you got involved, and you're looking for other folks to step up and get involved if they should find themselves wanting to do that. How do they get in touch with you? Um, I would recommend um, first visiting our website, seeing what we're all about at myfaithvotes.org. If someone is looking for a first step, I would um, strongly recommend considering um, signing up as an action partner, which you can do right on our main website or at actionpartners.org, and uh, at least joining the list to receive notification of our prayer calls, which is where I started. Um, we hold a national prayer call on Zoom every Monday, and we have two sessions to accommodate everyone's schedule, one at 11 a.m. and one at 9 p.m. And this is really a great blessing because um, not only do you have the opportunity to intercede for our nation and for individuals in our nation, but um, you're also blessed with encouragement and support from like-minded believers. Mm -hmm. We have occasional guest speakers as well on our prayer calls, and we, um, we typically have pastors or strong Christians that are running for office or just bold to stand for Christian values in the public square. You can attend as frequently as you like. There's no pressure to play out to pray out loud if you don't want to do that. So I would strongly um, encourage that as a, you know again as a first step. When you sign up for an action partner, um, there's no minimum commitment or requirement. You can do as much or as little as you feel led to do by the Lord. We simply make you aware of the opportunities. We have initiatives in place um, such as reaching out to low propensity Christian voters to encourage them to vote and offering them free online resources for voter guides. So that's another you know, opportunity that they can be involved in. Um, everyone's privacy is protected. No one sees your contact information. So it's a, it's a safe and effective and very impactful way to make a difference uh, you know, in the direction of our country. Well, yeah, uh, Ronald Reagan said freedom is just a generation away. So he understood that uh, that can fade. And, and we see now in some of these pupils that an increasing number, particularly of younger people, don't identify with any religion. So it, the majority, of course, 
uh, are still faith-based, but there's an increasing minority uh, that that does not identify with any religious organization or values. Um, yes, that's correct. And as we were discussing earlier, the church has been um, silent for quite some time now, which has, you know, led to a nation which is um, you know, dominated by by secular values. And um, we do reach out to support our youth on college campuses across the nation. Um, they're one group that we pray for on our prayer calls, along with um, the lives of unborn children to be protected, our school children, leaders, pastors, candidates. So yes, we are in, involved with and pray for all of those groups. Yeah. And, Where, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say to that, or actually comment that uh, you're trending against as you said, the culture, which says that religion really belongs tucked away in your house, no public display. Mm -hmm. A lot of that has been because of bad Supreme Court decisions like Justice Hugo Black, who was a member of the Ku Klux Klan, but a progressive appointed to the Supreme Court by Franklin Roosevelt. So he was one of the first. To he actually misused Jefferson's comment about a wall of separation. Uh, not the way Jefferson was using it, but the way Justice mm -hmm. Hugo Black uh, wanted to use it. Go ahead. Ed. So we have elections coming up in 2022. Mm -hmm. We saw we saw some hope in the state of Virginia this past election for governor, lieutenant governor, and we attorney did. general. A lot of hope. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, will your organization be getting involved directly with candidates, or endorsing candidates, or supporting candidates? Right. So we're nonpartisan. We do not support any candidates, nor do we tell anyone how to vote. Um, we just demonstrate what is in line with the Bible. And we let people make their decisions based on that. Um, to your point about uh, Virginia, we had an initiative this past year that was very successful in that regard. And we were able to reach out to over 179,000 Virginia voters to encourage them to vote biblically. And as you know, we saw victory in the gubernatorial election with lieutenant governor, with the school board. So. Yes, yeah. we, we celebrate those victories, and um, what we're doing is working. Well, I think, you know, the schools have become a big issue, obviously. Parents mm -hmm. are finally standing up. They're bringing their religious values to the school board meetings, and they're yes. questioning the type of materials that are in the school libraries mm -hmm. and what their kids are being taught. And, you know, in Virginia, it, it was a big deal, obviously. Yes. Um, um, you know, you can't, just, you can't just tell parents, we're going to, take care of your kids for you and you don't have any say and and that that had a large influence and uh, hopefully will change a lot of other minds and hearts along the way yes and it's it's interesting that you raised that point um, I think it was John Adams said that free government rests upon public and private morality so there's a lot of talk about morality these days however as I mentioned before a lot of its relative um, and the only way that we have lasting authentic morality is to actually change hearts and we believe that Jesus is the only one who can really change hearts and when people take those um, beliefs and convictions to the polls that's when government changes and as you say although you're nonpartisan the hope is that getting people to vote they will vote those conservative values uh, and that they will reflect in the polls preserving religion preserving freedom uh, and all of those things that might be fading in a secular society that believes that, again, 
religion has no place in the public forum. Yes, whatever in line is in line with the Bible is what we stand for. Absolutely. And and obviously, um, you know, I mean, it's always disheartening to me when I see a an elected official or a candidate that claims to be religious that you know, say they believe in God and all of these values, yet they support abortion. That to me makes no sense. I don't quite understand that. Yes, I, I understand. Um, it's frustrating in these times, um, but we have to have discernment and certainly sanctity of life is one of our core values. Mm -hmm. We actually have an initiative called My Faith Cares. If you'd like to visit that website, um, there are a number of resources available on there to help people um, take action to get involved. Again, sometimes people do care and they do have those beliefs and just don't know what to do. What's your website again? It's myfaithvotes.org. And that's um, votes, V-O-T-E-S. V-O-T-E-S.org, correct. And if you are ready to sign up to be an action partner, again, this will just make you aware of opportunities. It's actionpartners.org. And how was this organization started and by who? So um, back in 2015, our founder, Celia Yates, is the one who recognized that one-third of the 90 million Christians in this country were not voting, and he wanted to change that. So um, he established some strategies to address the issue and to effectively empower those who share the same values and who care to take action and have an impact. And um, it's, you know, it's very rewarding as well, um, given the nature of what we do, we get to have an impact, you know, nationwide, which means we get to help our Christian brothers and sisters in other states that are perhaps not blessed to have the leadership that we do here in Florida. So, and, and the organization was started where and where is it based now? Um, North Carolina is our headquarters. Mm -hmm. and, and does this organization take donations to survive? or? Because things cost money. Internet costs money. Websites cost money. Yes, we do take donations. Again, you can just go to our main website. And yes, that would always be greatly appreciated. I assume it's a tax-deferred donation? We are a 5013C organization. A 5013C. Yes. Yes. Well, that is fabulous. What, what other projects are you folks working on that you haven't told us about yet? Um, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to talk about a lot of detail as we go into 2020, but obviously we have many key elections that are coming up. And so we are um, taking the rest of this season to refresh and revive until it's go time next year. We'll certainly be doing more of the same initiatives that have been incredibly successful up until this point. And um, then we'll see uh, what, the, what the remainder of 2022 brings as we head into you know, well, it's, it's going to be a lot. Of, you, you folks have a lot of work in front of you with we this do. election coming up we all do. across the country. All of Congress is up. A third of the Senate is up. Governors, you know, plus local elections, too. You focus on local elections, right? We do. Absolutely. Yes. Um, we actually have uh, an initiative. Um, if you go to ourchurchvotes.org, we provide um, pastors with free professional resources to be able to mobilize and empower their congregations to make a difference in the community. And we partner with an organization that has a digital tool called TurboVote. And TurboVote allows people to quickly and easily register to vote. And along um, with that registration, or if you're already registered, it will give you the opportunity to sign up for election reminders. So you'll never miss an opportunity 
um, to vote. It will uh, notify you of every election for which you're eligible by phone or email, whichever you choose. So um, I segued into that because of your um, reference to the school board. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah, all the way down to the school board. So that, that website again is ourchurchvotes.org. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's anything else, Mike? You no, think? I think it's important work. We thank you for doing it. We, we, we hope it continues. Certainly the, the uh, local, as you say, offices, school board, uh, and governor are important positions uh, yes. in leading us away from some of the trends we're experiencing right now in education and in government. All right, so tomorrow is Christmas. Um, it's the day we celebrate the birth of our Lord. It is. And so it's a big deal, as I say. I assume you've got your Christmas shopping all done. The presents are wrapped and under the trees. Working on and it. Working, working on, on it still. Huh? Almost. I'm almost. always last minute. <laughs> well, all mine's done. I always get a jump on it, but that's just me. Uh, but, folks, we want to thank you for joining us. We will, Mike and I will see you next year. Next that's right. Year, next year. And our first Trump Club meeting will be on what date? January 17th. And that's 630 BFWO Kings Road. Yeah, just get there a few minutes early to find a seat. But it's the beginning of a new year for us here at the Trump Club. And um, other than that, I just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Fest of us for the rest of us. <laughs> Same for me. Good. We'll see you next year. The Future of Flagler is sponsored by the Flagler Trump Club. Our meetings are every third Monday, starting at 6.30 p.m. at the Palm Coast VFW. Visit our website, flaglerfortrump.com. That's flagler, the number four, trump.com to learn more. Let's make America great again.